So what we've discovered is that most people who start a small company is not an entrepreneur, but a technician suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Show. I'm your host, Joey Bushnell. Today we have a very special guest on the line. Inc. Magazine calls him the world's number one small business guru. His EMF books have sold millions and millions of copies all over the world. He is the one and only Michael E. Gerber. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. My delight, Joey. Michael, you shot to fame because of the book that you wrote 30 years ago, The E-Myth. The Wall Street Journal has named it as the best-selling business book of all time. Would you mind giving us a quick overview of that book, which has impacted the lives of so many business people all over the world? The primary E-Myth book is The E-Myth Revisited, the subtitle of which is Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. So the premise of The E-Myth is that, of course, most Small businesses don't work. And, of course, what to do about it. And what to do about it is addressed by the very name of the book, E-Myth. And that's the entrepreneurial myth. And essentially, what we've discovered in working with as many small companies as we have and called on literally millions of them and provided services to over 100,000 small business clients in 145 countries what we've discovered going deep, deep, deep into our conversation with them is that despite what just about everybody believes to be true, that anybody who starts a small company is an entrepreneur, the reality is exactly the opposite is true. So what we've discovered is that most people who start a small company, uh, I call it now a company of one, whether it be one or six or nine or 20, really doesn't make any difference. It's not an entrepreneur, but a technician suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. So what most small companies are is a place people go to get rid of the boss. So we start our companies to get rid of the boss so that we can take home all the money so we can be in total control over our lives, over our work, over what we do, what we deliver, over our money, our economics, and what have you. And exactly the opposite actually happens in 99% of the cases. Meaning, rather than being in control, what happens when most people start their own small company is they actually are constantly striving and struggling to get control because they really aren't prepared for what they're about to get themselves immersed in. So that was what the original Emith series is about, and that series is really 28 books. And this final book that I'm publishing, which is what I call the end of the Emith series, is called Beyond the Emith the evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000. Okay. Well, please carry on, Michael. What is new in Beyond the E-Myth? Beyond the E-Myth is designed to cut to the quick. 
Essentially, what I've learned and learned over the past 40 years working with small business is that despite the fact that the EMIT provides a provocative, yes, but incredibly sophisticated process for creating a successful company, the reality is that I've discovered most people simply, while they may be inspired by the book, and millions have, they just don't do it. So the question that's been driving me, and I've just turned 80, and I'm saying, so what do I want to leave as my legacy? Do I want to leave something that inspires people but that they don't do? Well, no. What I want to do is to inspire people to do something they absolutely can do, will do, even though, in fact, they should have done it already. And that's what Beyond the Emeth is about. And when I say a company of one, Joey, I'm really speaking about the vast majority of small companies out there on the planet. A company of one essentially means a company, people call them a business, but as you'll hear, it's not really a business. It's a job. It's a job for the person who created it. What's true about them all is that they don't work. And they don't work because the guy who created it really doesn't understand how to create a company that works. Now, lots of people listening to us right now might react negatively to what I just said. Oh, yeah, my company works, my company works, my company works. Yeah, but it doesn't work as good as um, Apple does. Yeah, but it doesn't work as good as um, Microsoft does. Yeah, but it doesn't work as good as McDonald's does or Subway Sandwiches does or Mary Kay Cosmetics does or and so forth and so forth. So you understand working, whether it does or not, is relative. And so what I do know and what I've done over the years that we've been immersed in the small business reality is to discover a way to make every small company successful. And in order to make every small company successful, I got to create a way to do what a small company does so that ultimately it's scalable. And by scalable, I mean growable. And by growable, I mean you can replicate your turnkey systems in such a way that people of modest skill, ordinary people, can actually produce an extraordinary result with what you've built. And so Beyond the E-Myth is taking my 28 books and reducing them into a eight-step process. And that eight-step process, I must say, is ingenious because it takes the most complicated of things and makes it simple. So that I can now, with Beyond the E-Myth, the evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000, actually make it possible for anybody who desires to create a successful company and even perhaps a legacy to actually be able to implement it. So where does that all begin, Michael? I know in the book that you talk about the dreaming room. Is that where we begin? Beyond the E-Myth does start in the dreaming room. But we have to understand the dreaming room is really four of the eight steps that I've designed. 
And so those first four steps are crucial because those first four steps that we take people through in the dreaming room actually establish the platform for what I call a great growing company. So to the degree you fail to do what I introduce you to in the dreaming room, the likelihood of you creating a great growing company is slim, marginal, will rarely happen. And if it does happen, it happens by accident. Well, I'm not interested in things happening by accident. I'm determined that things happen intentionally. So let's look at the dreaming room. Let's look at the first phase of Beyond the E-Myth. And it's four steps. The first step is the dream. The second is the vision. The third is the purpose. And the fourth is the mission. The dream I define as the great result. It's the great result you intend to produce in the world. Dr. Martin Luther King said quite famously, I have a dream. Now, Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't an entrepreneur, but had he done all the rest of this process, he very well would have been and in fact could have been much more successful than he eventually was. So anybody who wants to know what a dream sounds like, go listen to Dr. Martin Luther King's recording as he spoke it in Washington, D.C. It's a perfect example of a great glowing story. So the dream is a story. It's a great result. It's why you're going into business in the first place, to create that great result. The second step is the vision. Now, the vision is different from the dream because the vision really tells you what your company is going to look, act, and feel like in order to manifest its dream. So my dream in 1977, when I started out on this process that long ago, my dream was to transform the state of small business worldwide. We set out with this humongous dream to literally transform the way people do business. Now, we have done that with lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people who own and operate small businesses throughout the world in 145 countries. The model truly worked. But I wasn't satisfied with the number of people that were able to make it work. So I had to make it simpler. My vision was to become the McDonald's of small business consulting. Now, the difference between McDonald's and small business consulting is obvious. But the reality is the way in which McDonald's built its enterprise, its worldwide enterprise, its enterprise that opened up 600 McDonald's restaurants Last year, in China alone, one has to say McDonald's knew the formula for growth and excellent performance. The most profitable restaurant in the world, the most expandable restaurant in the world, the most replicable restaurant in the world. So I elected to choose that as the um, the model that I would use to build our company 
to become the successful provider of business development services to small businesses everywhere. So that was my vision. My purpose, everyone's got to have a purpose, was that every single one of our small business clients, which are independently owned small businesses, folks like you see everywhere, Joe and independently owned small businesses could in fact, as a result of the work we do with them, become as successful as a McDonald's franchisee. That means growable, manageable, replicable, extraordinarily brand-centric. And I'm saying that every small company can do that. And you don't need to buy a franchise to do that. Every individual, every independent call them entrepreneur can in fact accomplish the very same result. So what we had to do was to emulate what McDonald's did and transfer what they did to everyone, not just their franchisees. Finally, the mission. So the mission was and is to develop the business development system that would enable us to recruit, hire, and train relative novices, people who had no expertise in business, in management, in finance, in marketing, in lead generation, in lead conversion, in sales, etc., and so forth, individuals who had no necessarily experience in business, those people we could train to become our e-myth consultants. And our EMIT consultants would then become masters of our EMIT system. And that EMIT business development system could be applied at less than the cost of a minimum wage kid to every single small company on the planet. So the dream, the vision, the purpose, and the mission. So I just told you a story. And I'm saying that that story is what we teach all of our small client companies Mm -hmm. to discover, to create, and then to communicate both outside of the company to the people who are important to it and inside the company to the people who are important in it. And so it's obviously absolutely critical that the owner and founder of a small company, what I'm calling a company of one, a company that's dependent upon the owner for its livelihood, to be able to literally change the dimension of their company and their path to do something absolutely spectacular. Nobody's accomplished that yet, but we have. Now we're delivering it and taking it worldwide to create a phenomenon to become the preeminent provider of economic development services worldwide. And we're really, really, really hot about it. You mentioned the first four steps there, um, but I know that there are eight altogether. So could you tell us about the final four steps, please? Your dream, your vision, your purpose, your mission, create the platform for growth. See it as foundation upon which you're going to build your company. And your company is really four things. It's a job, it's a practice, it's a business, and it's an enterprise. And those four things really represent the hierarchy of growth, meaning you grow it from the job to build the practice, to build the business, 
to build the enterprise. First, you got to build the job, and that's the client fulfillment system. Second, you got to build the practice, which is your client acquisition system, lead generation, lead conversion, in order to provide a continuous flow of customers and clients to your client fulfillment capability. And then we're going to expand upon the practice, the three-legged stool, lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment, and we're going to build our business. So we define a business in a very clear way. A business is nothing other than up to seven turnkey practices. I just told you what a practice is, lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment, plus a turnkey management system. So see the business as a wheel and see the hub of the wheel, the circle at the center of it. And at the center of it is the turnkey management system. And emanating from the turnkey management system are seven spokes. And each of those spokes is a practice. Each of those spokes is a practice. Practice number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven. And that is a business. So a business is a wheel at the hub of which is a turnkey management system and the spokes of which are individual practices perfectly turnkeyed to deliver the result we promised to the people who come to us as customers. So that's the business wheel. Now we're going to create the enterprise wheel. So how do you grow from a business to an enterprise? It's very simple. Once you understand that an enterprise is a wheel with seven spokes, at the hub of which is a leadership system. But the spokes in the enterprise are business spokes. Business number one, business number two, you follow what I'm saying. So immediately you see this turnkey model for expanding your reach exponentially. And the only way you can expand your reach exponentially, Joey, is if you turnkey the operating systems of each component of your company, your growing company, what I call your great growing company. And as you do that, Joey, you suddenly prepare your company for sale because one day somebody's going to want to acquire it. Mm-hmm. How do you get ready for that? By following the process I've just described. Your dream, your vision, your purpose, your mission, your job, your practice, your business, your enterprise. Turnkey. Absolutely turnkey. Absolutely replicable. Absolutely scalable. Michael, would you mind defining turnkey? Turnkey means turn it on and it works. Every system that you ever operated is turnkey. When you turn on your automobile, that's turnkey, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's comprised of systems. The systems either work or they don't. If they don't, you fix the system. If they do, you drive away. Sure, and and this is why companies like McDonald's, for example, they can be run by anyone. It's not necessarily about finding better talent. It's about making the system so drop-dead simple that it can be operated by anyone, even unskilled, uneducated teenagers. 
absolutely, and that's why every great company can, and that's why every small company must become a great growing company, because by not doing so, you're simply doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, and created a job for yourself. And I'm simply saying that when somebody starts their own company and just creates a job for themselves, they're leaving behind everything that could occur if they were to do it properly. So our dream and vision and purpose and mission is that ultimately we will become the core operating system of all independent businesses worldwide. We're going to become the QuickBooks of operating businesses. Would you mind defining scale, Michael? Am I right in thinking that this is where you would build your systems in such a way that allows you to go from small to large? If it's built for scale, things won't get screwed up regardless of the changing size of the business. Scale is defined by the fact that you have a system you can replicate. You can't scale a company if it's Joey doing what Joey does, but nobody knows how to do it. If it's only Joey, you're screwed. If it's Joey using a system that he can turn over to Jimmy and Jackie and Judy and whomever, this is how you do it, this is how you do it, this is who we are, this is how our company works, this is what we deliver in exactly this way every single time. And this is why people come back to us, because they can depend upon the integrity of our system. We can make a promise that's infallible, because it works. So effectively, the only way in the world any company can grow measurably is by turnkeying its operating systems. And in this case, we've defined very few operating systems. There's the client fulfillment system, there's the client acquisition system, there's the management system, and there's the leadership system. Of course, there's also the financial management system. And of course, without a financial management system, you really aren't able to test and validate the performance of any one of those functions, ergo systems in your company. But I don't want to confuse the process because the financial management system can be implemented from the outside in to be able to quantify the actual results that you're getting with your client fulfillment system. What you're getting with your client fulfillment system is key. What the impact of it is, what the impact of it is, what the impact of it is on the consumer, on the person who's buying from you. Not just they got it, but that when they got it, it produced more productivity. It produced greater results for their customer. It produced something their customers truly valued because it made a difference in their lives. Is this all a case of fixing a broken business or are we starting totally anew? I'm starting a new enterprise, which is better than the old one, in order to literally transform the state of small business worldwide and to become the preeminent provider of economic development services worldwide. I see what we're doing eventually becoming the operating system for every small business. In short, when every small business possesses the operating system that I'm describing right now, 
every single one of them will succeed far beyond what the average is, far beyond what the normal is. And I'm also suggesting that every single human being on earth can learn to do what I'm describing and can apply it with great success. So my job was to keep it very simple. Now, I know that even as I describe this to you and describe it to your audience, um, you're saying perhaps, they're saying perhaps, yeah, but Michael, this isn't simple. It's really confusing. Well, it's only confusing because you're confusing it. So understand it's not confusing at all. I want you to see the job. Just take chiropractic, for example. A chiropractor has a job. So a chiropractor starts his or her own practice. He calls it a practice, but in reality, it's simply a job. It's the chiropractor delivering chiropractic services to his new clients. And gradually, the chiropractor um, gets more clients than he can possibly handle. So he attempts to bring in another chiropractor. The problem is the way the chiropractor with the job attracted clients before is he attracted them to him personally, to her personally. So they bought his style, her style. So the minute he goes out to get another chiropractor, what's he really getting? Well, Joey, he's getting another style. So the minute he gets a second person with their style, but he's still attracting clients in the same way, using the same lead generation system, he effectively begins to find his company splitting apart into two unwieldy pieces. Well, God forbid he should bring a third chiropractor in because it becomes a disaster. And so effectively what happens is chiropractor number two takes off. Chiropractor number three, unfortunately, might stick around for a while. But all the time, the company isn't getting better, more effective. It's getting worse, less effective. And that's the common story of growth when it comes to a company of one, a very small business. So something has to change. So let's go look at beyond the e-myth and how that chiropractor would do it this time. Rather than just doing what the chiropractor does, the chiropractor would decide what he's actually going to deliver to his customers, his clients. In other words, what does chiropractic look like at his chiropractic company? And he's going to design, build, launch, and grow a chiropractic deliverable that he's going to process, practice, implement, validate, and determine through quantification that it's actually having a profoundly important result on his clients. At the same time he's doing that, he's writing down what he does. He might even make videos of what he does. In a sense, what he's really doing is inventing the client fulfillment system for his chiropractic company. Now, the reason that's an important step is because when he goes out to get chiropractor two, he's going out to get somebody who's not the best chiropractor on the planet, but somebody who is a chiropractor, but needs to learn how to deliver what chiropractor one the founder of this company, has invented. And so now he's going to become a student in this chiropractic school, we'll call it, 
I say every small business is school. What are you teaching? You're teaching your new people how to do what you do in the way that you do it so that they can master it. So now we have two chiropractors doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. But what are they doing? They're doing the one thing that the founding chiropractor decided to do, documented, turnkeyed to the point where he could replicate himself. The minute that chiropractor is capable of replicating himself, he's capable of going on to the practice now and mastering client acquisition. So now he's built the capability to grow his client fulfillment system, his capacity for delivering more and more hours through more and more chiropractors. But before he does that, he's got to build the client acquisition system. And so he goes to work to perfect the turnkey client acquisition system to suit the two chiropractors who are now working his client fulfillment system in his company, and they perfect it. Now that they've perfected the client acquisition system and the client fulfillment system, the next step then is to replicate it, to replicate it to become a business. So a business through this model that I'm describing is nothing other, Joey, than up to seven turnkey practices plus a turnkey management system. So see the graphic of the business, see a wheel, see the hub of the wheel, and see the seven spokes of the wheel. The hub of the wheel is the turnkey management system. The spokes of the wheel are each individual client fulfillment system and client acquisition system. So now we got seven chiropractors doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. We've got a turnkey management system making certain that they're operating in integrity, delivering the brand, delivering the service, keeping the promise that was made by the client acquisition system and honored by each and every single one of those, in quotes, chiropractors or accountants or small business coaches or whatever. Doesn't matter what the business is. The system works. The system works. Now we've created a turnkey business. The next step is to create a turnkey enterprise. We follow identically the same model. All we're doing now is replicating the business. So rather than having one business, we're now going to replicate it to become seven businesses, which comprise in total one enterprise. So see the wheel for the enterprise, see the hub of the wheel, but the hub of the wheel for the enterprise is the leadership system. And each of the businesses, which are the spokes of the enterprise wheel, are turnkey management systems plus lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment. You get it? That's how simple it is. And so making it that simple means I can now install this system in every single small company on the planet. Every single one. Doesn't matter what they do. Doesn't matter what they know. Doesn't matter what they have. Doesn't matter whether they're making a lot of money or not making any at all. I can deliver this at less than the cost of a minimum wage kid to every single guy who wants to start a company or has already started a company. 
And the extraordinary thing about that is it's an economic development system beyond anything else that's ever been created. And that's what I'm doing now, starting out in my 80s. That's the enterprise, Joey. So what would you say, Michael, to someone that is addicted to being the technician, working in their business rather than on it? And perhaps maybe they're just not as ambitious as, as what you've described today. What would you say to someone like that? I'd say goodbye. Understand, the whole purpose of this is growth, growing yourself. So I'm suggesting that if Joey has not created an enterprise, he might have created a business. But if Joe hasn't created a business, he might have created a practice. But if Joe hasn't created a practice, he might have created a job. Now, I'm suggesting that the vast majority of people on the planet have a job trying to figure out how to sell their service. So they're starting out with a job, haven't turnkeyed it. It's simply them. You might call it a personal brand. And what they're looking for out there in info marketing land is help me get more clients, help me get more customers, help me grow, help me grow, help me grow. What they don't understand, it's the worst thing they could possibly do because they're not ready to grow. They can't be ready to grow until they can replicate the delivery of their client fulfillment system. Because the minute they attract more customers than they can comfortably deal with, it collapses. And that creates this conversation about solopreneurs, this conversation about lifestyle businesses. Lifestyle businesses is a phrase. Solopreneur is a phrase. Those phrases weren't created by solopreneurs. They weren't created by guys who own a lifestyle business. They were created by marketers who were pandering to people they called solopreneurs to uplift their self-value and perception. In short, they weren't doing something stupid. They were doing something they were moved, inspired to do. Well, I'm saying that those who pander to, in quotes, all these solopreneurs are selling them a bill of goods. It's as fraudulent as anything could possibly be. Because effectively and ultimately, since everybody dies sometime, because everybody gets older, because Joey, as young as you are, you're going to be old. And between now and then, Joey, stuff's going to happen. And the question is, does it happen by intent? In other words, by leadership? Does it happen through an entrepreneurial perception of reality? Does it happen out of invention? Or does it simply happen out of serendipity? Meaning stuff happens and Joey's here. Well, I'm suggesting if it's the latter, it's a disaster. And that's indicative of what's going on in all our countries. It's going on in the UK. It's going on in the United States of America. It's going on in Australia. It's going on in China. It's going on everywhere. And that is we are economically upside down. And I'm suggesting the entire world is economically upside down. 
And the reason the world is economically upside down is because nobody has truly figured out how to successfully transform the state of the vast majority of operating companies on the planet. And that's what we set out to do. Michael, I love what you're doing. It's a very important message, actually. There's a, there's a lot at stake here. People's personal economies rely on this, national economies, the global economy even, because small business is the backbone of national economies. So I highly recommend that any small business owner listening to this goes out and buys a copy of Beyond the E-Myth and reads it. Personally, I was lucky enough to have a sneak peek at the book before its release, and it is incredible. It's all that we've spoken about today in more detail plus a whole lot more as well. So, Michael, where do we go to get the book? Beyondemyth.com, and you'll find the book. You'll find a preview of the book. You'll find all sorts of things about the enterprise. You'll find an opportunity to participate with us, to make a difference in the world, to truly join us in our mission, to truly transform the state of small business worldwide, and with it, all of the gazillion people who are economically upside down. I'm saying, thank God they don't have to be. We can transform how they live, how they think, what they do, and why they do it. And so I'm very, very, very hot in this, my 80th year, to go out and truly create a legacy. But not just a legacy for me, but a legacy for every single one of us. Can you think of anything more important to do, Joey, than what I just described? No, absolutely not. So join us, Joey. In fact, in December, on the 9th, 10th, and 11th, I'm leading my first dreaming room for only 100 people. So I'm inviting you, and even your wife, I believe that's your loving wife, is it? Yes, it is. Great. Come to San Diego, California. Join us in the dreaming room, and you will get it deep, deep, deep into your heart and your mind. And when you leave, you'll be a different person, Joey. I promise you that. Let's truly make a difference in the world. Okay, fantastic. So the book itself is released in early December. Yes, December 7th. Okay, so if you were listening to this before December the 7th, uh, 2016, um, you can go to the website and pre-purchase the book. If you're listening to this after that time, uh, then the book is already available via the website, Amazon, and uh, basically good bookstores all over the world. And with that, we'll bring this conversation to a close. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a positive review on iTunes. It really helps us to grow the podcast and to reach new people. Finally, Michael, thank you very much for coming on the show today well thank you joey take care bye-bye the online marketing show with joseph bushnell helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic improving conversion rates increasing customer value and getting things done fast listen take action make money 